the last talk that we spoke about the last meal and stuff like this. Yeah. Can you help me go to this point again? I want to I want to try to look with you again to have this recognition. I, I want to be able to do it here with you again. Like that's I want to see. I want to. I think we were talking at one point, and the, ver the just fragments I remember something like I said. I said this food so important because whatever food you're going to eat, you're going to be hungry again. And then you said, "Well, okay, let this be the last meal." And I said, "I love that. Your attitude already is a win. Is a win, a win-win attitude." Because you did not think about it, you say, then okay, let this be the last meal. Meaning what? What did you mean by that? Because I felt I heard something uh, in that, but I, I, I just went ahead with that. But I want you to clarify what you mean by this. Again, I say, whoever eats that meal, um, it will satisfy you now, but you'll be hungry again, and you have to eat more and more meals of that type of meal. And you say, "Well, then, in that case, let that be the last meal. Then, let that be the last meal. If if it's just something that's going to go on and on and on, then I'm happy for that. Just be the last meal. That's what I was kind of hearing. So I want to see if you can clarify any further on that. What you meant? Why you said that? By that I meant that no more going away from from what already is here. Because mm. it seems that I would go always with this flow of with this I that 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 that's all that always has this urge to to be free and be free and stuff like this and and it suffers and stuff like that somehow what i've told you about not wanting to be here i don't know if i'm making sense but keep going that what i'm saying is that the last meal somehow is just accepting that I'm here. I remember a story. It was in the Bible, and uh, it was a story that uh, Jesus happened to be passing a certain place, and he was thirsty, and he stopped by a well, and at the well was a woman from Samaria. She was a Samaritan woman. She was there, and he asked her for, "Could you give me some water?" And then she went into, you know, like, uh, you're, "You're a Jew, and you're asking me, a Samaritan woman, because evidently the Jews felt at the time that some, you know, other people like Samaritans were kind of like a lower class or something. I don't know, but they don't mix anyway." And uh, this is why Jesus uh, spoke. Parables like the Good Samaritan and so on to kind of 
address this kind of imbalance and this prejudice and so on. So he is now standing by this pond, by this pool, and this woman is there, asks her for a drink of water, and then she says, "You know, you you are a Jew. You don't really, you don't usually come and ask, you know, Samaritan, you know, people for this, you know, because uh, our our father built this well, and uh, you Jews are claiming something. Something." She was speaking like that a bit, and then he said to her. Whoever drinks from this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I have to give them, you see, will never thirst again. Because it will be a living fountain, a living water, you know, the water of life. And then she says, Oh, you sound like you're a prophet or something like that. And then she started to speak on. But the point is made that I want to make use of that part of it. Whoever drinks of that water will be thirsty again. Whoever eats this food will be hungry again. But if you really grasp uh, the real food that I am speaking about, then you will be satisfied forever. Now, what can we be talking about? Then, out of your own urge, Something came and says, "Okay, if that's the way that meals go, you know, let that be the last meal." And I felt that somehow in your spirit, something you have heard something that I don't want to be running after meals that I'm going to be always hungry for. This is how I kind of heard you, and I wanted to clarify with you because I felt that those words they came from your being, not from your mind. I don't want to let that be the last meal. Meaning, let it be the last meal that I'm chasing after. Let me find that meal where I will not be hungry again. I don't have to go and sit at that dinner table again. I don't have to be sitting. I don't have to be spending uh, my energy or my life searching for something that won't last. Now, is there such a thing possible with these satsangs you're having here? With me, and here now in this place, is it possible, or is that just a kind of tall claim that it's possible to find something uh, that will take you out of this this death dream that will satisfy your thirst or your hunger? Is there really something, or are we just kind of on a trip? Are we really just uh, going through some kind of spiritual fantasy that is really has no reali- no reality about it, and we are just entertaining certain kind of certain kind of you know high fuel projections or or fantasy, or do you feel it in your heart that that is something that is totally alive and possible, and that is worth more than anything that you know for? Because that's the language I'm speaking. And I'm not coming with any apology about it. So when I heard that response from you, something inside me was instantly delighted, you know, to feel wow. Yes. That that urge, that kind of response is alive for me. So you be welcome.
moving a bit more deeply into that if you have the space to hear what I have to say about it is there something like that that you have uh, the urge you have an urge to say well okay let that be the last meal that will be my last meal From now on, I'm going to do this. Can you make such a promise that is alive? Is it something that you can do? Is this what I'm speaking about? To say to you, look, you have to keep going, and you have to do this, and you, 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 you. And if I say this type of thing, it won't be long before I want to ask you, who do you is? Who is going to do it? Because nobody's asking. If you assume your you to be your I me, your person, if you assume that, there's a whole lot of people who's easy to assume along with you this thing. Is it something that determination can can make real, can bring to life, can give to you? Is there something like that? So what could it possibly mean, this invitation? Who will receive it? Who will, who will really respond to it? Even so, I just want to just talk about this little point. Big for me. So, one thing is that it only needs to be recognized and understood. The implication of what I'm pointing to. More than I am telling you. To go and do something to then become Mr. Nobody. So I don't know if you can follow me when I speak like this. Because if I'm going to be as direct as I can be, then it, if you're going to use your old way of thinking, you're, you're going to I'm going to lose you or something. We're going to lose each other. But if you understand what I'm speaking, that actually you are already. Uh, something. There's a reality about you, but perhaps you're not really aware of the fullness of that reality, and you're thinking that that reality is really more like a person, like something personal, with autonomy to make decisions and to do things and to secure a future for itself. Now, that is also a way that consciousness is also playing, and perhaps very legitimately that even through this avenue of thinking itself as a person, it could realize the truth that it is not a person. So perhaps feeling that we are people, there is a way to, to respond to the invitation to truth as a person, and as a person you respond until you eventually come to see that actually there is something that is really not personal, that the, real, the full truth is that you are not really a person. Or is it? Could it? Could it be that you are a person, and this person realizes that he is universal or something? That the person realizes I am a universal person. Is it like that? Now, what I try to convey is just your seeing that all the intention, all the efforts. All the sense of separation and the way in which we think 
about ourselves and who we think we are and our perspective about life and journey and all of that is shaped out of illusory material. That it really isn't like that. But at the same time, where did that come from? And who is responsible for that? And I have to answer and say, it is just a play of consciousness. The consciousness is in every sentient form, in every living being, uh, functioning in each being, identified with that particular instrument and feeling, I am this instrument in that body. And so out of that identification uh, comes uh, the sense of an individual who can we can speak, like I'm speaking to Elliot or I'm speaking to to Prema or someone. That's a very different being. So I'm walking and talking at the moment with you. Maybe it's just looking for ways because somehow the magnetism there is strong in the sense that it wants to you know, like I like I've said, somehow it it, it wants to have uh, uh, it wants to speak the words you speak, mm-hmm. and it it somehow it it, it doesn't it, it it the way you speak is because you see it, mm-hmm. you're aware of it, no. And somehow it's like I want to know it as you know it, yeah. as you know to be aware of it as you're aware of it. So then these words can speak also. But since you know, okay, okay, so uh, this this eye goes away, stuff like this. I don't, I don't see that. So that's somehow what is using it. No, or, no. I don't know. No. You're speaking well. When I hear you speak like that, then it's helpful for me because it feels so convincing that even the st- even in a state where the consciousness is under some illusion that it is a separate being, separate person, making an effort as a person with with the consciousness and the belief I am a person, that this I am a person belief of consciousness. Can through being a person realize the truth as well? Because these days it's a popular teaching that this person doesn't exist and so this person can never understand it. And my feeling is it's still just consciousness. First and foremost, it is really consciousness that is speaking, but it's speaking through the mask of a person. It's like you put on a mask, look in a mirror. And you believe the mask is you, and so you're speaking, uh, referring to yourself through the quality of the mask, and saying, "Yes, I am this." But you're speaking with the belief you are the mask, or something like that. But even with that belief, it is possible to wake up, and this is something that perhaps very few people discuss. I don't know, because the the different ways of thinking is that one is that some people believe that you will never get it like this, because 
you are just speaking like a dream entity or a shadow that's trying to become the the the, the substance that it's a it's a it's a shadow of can that happen well i say it must be able to happen it must be able to happen because that shadow is actually not a shadow at all it, it must share the being of the actual thing itself and if i have to look at my own passage my own sort of journey of seeing i was very much in the state of being a person i was very much in the state of being of thinking i am a person living my life doing my thing i'm an artist and whatever like that whatever other spiritual merits i might have i was still in the notion of being a person just a person okay and something um a realization came uh, an experience came that completely altered my perception of the world and who i thought i was it didn't change instantly into becoming a kind of buddha or something but what changed was that who i was living as is only a very small part of some kind of potential that is inside this body that's what kind of changed first because it said well you know but this life that is holding itself so preciously is really nothing at all because look a little kiss from something somewhere and everything seems meaningless everything seems small and there was a willingness in this body for whatever it is that calls itself me to give everything away just to be in that conviction into that state of being again because it felt like all my all my efforts as a person all my experiences as a person all that I've done as a person everything I've dreamed as a person was less than this kiss that took place from inside me and so so strong so powerful it was that i my life turned 180 degrees around I walked out of myself. I walked out of my life. For that. So, you know, perhaps it was because of the strength and the impact and the potency of that of that meeting inter- internally that I'm feeling that you must be f- experiencing the same thing. Because whatever it is that causes this speaking to happen in this body now was what entered into that body or made itself manifest in that body in 1987 because otherwise i would not be sitting here speaking with you our meetings we would never have met you and i probably would never have met if my life followed the stream that it was following up until 1987 none of you we would not be sitting here this place would not exist india and meeting each other and sitting together and feeling everything we experience would not have happened if it had not been that kiss from inside so everything had brought this moment us sitting here on this moment right now started way back then i came to a place where whatever it took and uh, my notion of myself was challenged in fact 
because all the things like uh, that came up, the fear that I would have had of being, you know, sort of brainwashed or taken over by some group, or or being made to sit in my to stand in my town and uh, hit a tambourine and saying Hallelujah, praise the Lord in front of all the people who knew me, and all of these things came, and still something here said, if this is what you want. I'm surrendered to that. I wasn't going to protect my uh, cool image. I wasn't going to run to hide behind my family because uh, I couldn't bear their rejection. They really, I was going through one by one all the fears that sprouted up. And uh, was one of these fears going to be so big? that I would just say, you know what, Lord, I can't handle this right now. I can't walk with you because I can't afford to lose this girlfriend or this relationship or can't afford to, to lose everything. No, something was so powerful, it was willing to lose everything, in fact. But you know what? That's cheating a little bit because with the touch, with the presence of that kiss, as I am calling it, being kissed by God. It wasn't that I said, I have all these, all these beautiful things and I have to sacrifice them. That kiss made everything look meaningless. So it was not difficult to give it up. It just felt, well, you know, what is this? You know, what, 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 what is anything, in fact? So perhaps like that, because of this, I come to you and challenge you. Yeah. What is so precious in your life and about you that's worth exchanging eternity for? What are you holding on to so much that's more valuable than timelessness? What are you keeping in this life when even this body you cannot keep? What is so precious to you in this life of yours? that uh, you know you keep truth suspended paused because uh, you can't separate from uh, your own attachments or your fear or your mistrust that life cannot take care of you better than you can take care of yourself why is it that we are so loyal to our own delusions So it's either that you have not been touched like that. You have not been touched like that, not yet. Maybe you have to wait for it to be touched like that. I don't know. I wasn't waiting to be touched, not consciously, but perhaps unconsciously I was. But whatever spoke inside my heart has been speaking from my heart all these days, speaking to, to you, to speaking to myself in the form of of you who came into my view to say these things to you. Because I didn't go out on some campaign to call each of you one by one to say, Oh, I knew you from before you come. No. Simply, I open my eyes and you are here. So what bring you here? I had to trust because I have no other interest. I don't want anything from anybody. I don't think anything that any of you can give me can improve upon what I have already. So this is uh, as clean as it gets for me.
So um, there must be something that is functioning in your own heart, in your own life, that brought you uh, to be here with me. Whatever consciousness is in this body saying to consciousness in that body, something must be resonating somehow. Why you're finding that you you can uh, be in this atmosphere, in this ambient, in this uh, environment with me. So, seeing that you are here, and I have no handcuffs on you, and I don't want to hold you and say you better stay with me. Uh, my question to you: What do you want? Because I have nothing else but this. Uh, the Lord had stripped it out of my heart. So whatever was left, you are brought here to be with that. So my question, what is it that you want? And how much time it would take? Have I got a dream to give you? Because I cannot stand before you like Martin Luther King and tell you, I have a dream. I can I don't have no dream. So I'm not trying to sell you a dream. I'm not trying to sell you anything. But what brought you here? This is a question you have to search for this because it's possible sometimes that the life current is moving the consciousness somehow into position and the consciousness somehow has become confused by tying itself in relationship only to the conditioning and to the body which becomes a kind of blindness a kind of deafness a kind of non-feeling a kind of lie, and so you are not in touch with your own heart current. So you are just kind of here, but you kind of like some, but you you have not understood. You don't know what is your what is your question, what is your quest, if anything, or are you have already reached that, and you are in full satisfaction? Have you arrived at? Have you arrived? Have you have you arrived at? Uh, your own peace. Have we shed the the serpent's skin? This is this is something that then if you have not, then don't waste time. I don't know how many people there are who who are in the moment ready and capable of bringing your eyes uh, back into your heart. I don't know. While I'm with you in this farm, as long as you see me as a farm, you better make use of it. 
if you don't see me as the form, although the form is there, then you're already something timeless about you. Sometimes we're asking questions, but the questions themselves are coming from the mind just to buy more time. Because the questions that come from the heart, if you want to say like this, they have a kind of, uh, they have a kind of, almost a kind of authority, even in their seeming um, pain or confusion. They still have uh, the power of something authentic, because. It's a genuine search, a genuine genuine investigation, to really find where is the mistake being made. Hmm? Where is the distraction happening that I am not in touch with, that is causing me to believe that I am not who you say I am, because I have come to you and I trust your voice somehow. And you are telling me, I am not who I think I am. So what is obstructing myself seeing that? What is causing me not to see that, like you see it? I think this is what you are asking. So if there is such a thing, help me to see that, so I can be free of that delusion which is keeping me spellbound and in a state of suffering. Then I say, OK, let's, let's, let's talk. Let's see how far we can go. I don't say that every moment you have to be at it, at it, like furiously, at it, at it. No, I don't feel like this. Sometimes the consciousness just wants you to repot a plant or make the breakfast or wash your clothes. Somehow it seems that that has its place also. And sometimes uh, it finds a moment where it will bring very powerfully this question into the being. And then that will be the time for that question, and it will be probably sufficient time to somehow blast a lot of delusions away. It's not that we've got to be mercilessly striving, Who am I? Who am I? Why don't I get it? No, there's no anxiety about it. In fact, it's a beautiful question. The question itself, if it reaches your heart and touches your heart, touches your inquiring uh, heart, arouses an interest in you. Already it is auspicious. Already if this question is engaging your attention, it's called auspicious. Already if you are searching for true fulfilment, contentment of your heart, Already your life is called auspicious. This is what the scriptures say. Then furthermore, if you can go fully into this, and so break the the threads of delusion, then you are king of this life, queen of this life. 